Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Well, hello there and welcome to episode 23 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, your host, and I am really excited about this week. This is one of the weeks where it's just me speaking. I don't have a guest. And the topic is something that's near and dear to my heart. I am talking today about saying no, both why and how. And we're just going to dive deep into that. And trust me, this is not because, again, I say this often, it's not that I've arrived. This is really something that I need just as much as the next person. Um, But I have learned some things along the way that have helped me to say no and have helped me be more confident in that. So I'm excited to share that. Before we start, though, I do want to read this week's review, which comes from, and I'm really afraid I'm going to say the name wrong, Bhravi, Bhravi. And I can say the Instagram name. It's at Strawberry Creek Quilts. And Baravi says, inspiration for every quilter. This podcast has quickly become one of my favorites. Elizabeth is a great host. Her charm, curiosity, enthusiasm, and can-do attitude bubble forth in every episode. I love hearing from so many different quilters about how they approach art and business. I just listened to the most recent episode with Melanie of Southern Charm Quilts, and it might be my favorite so far. Hearing these two ladies chat about a passion for quilting and a curiosity for business has me feeling so inspired. What a great show. I love this, that it leaves you feeling inspired. And I love that, I mean, I love to chat with people and pick their brains. And so I'm glad that you are loving to sit and hear that conversation. And it just warms my heart that it's inspiring ideas and curiosity. That is the hope. So I'm really glad to hear that. Thank you for leaving that review. So let's jump in and talk about the art of saying no. So first of all, I just want to address right off the bat that the majority, I know there are some men here, the majority of my listeners, however, are female. And I do think that this topic is especially applicable to females Because looking at culture and how we have been trained and taught to be appropriate and to act and the lessons that we get from a very young age, you know, to be ladylike, to make other people feel comfortable at the expense of ourselves, to serve, to make just so much of being a female is bending over backwards to make other people happy, comfortable, feel loved almost to our detriment to where we can start trying to say yes to make other people happy to the detriment of ourselves, to the destruction of our joy, of our progress. And I think often of, you know, on the airplane, they talk about those oxygen masks. And when they come down, you don't help anyone else first. You have to put that oxygen mask on you first, and then you can help others. And that is like so many things in life. If you are not taking care of yourself, you have nothing to give to others. So let's just talk about this. Let's talk about how to say no. First of all, I want to look at why we say yes. And I've kind of touched on some of it, but the first is being a people pleaser. I mean, we all want to be liked. It's uncomfortable to not be liked. And when someone asks us to do something, 
generally speaking, we want to say yes. We want to be able to, yeah, of course, I would love to. So there's that. There's also, from the business aspect, there's the opportunity and the growth. And if someone asks you to do something, that could really boost your business. And so you want to do that. You know, you want to grow that business. And three is a sense of obligation. Like, I really should. That's the right thing to do. Uh, So a sense of like moral or civil, whatever, some kind of a sense of obligation. Uh, There might be others, but those were the ones that I could think of, of why we say yes. Now I want to talk about why we say no. One of the reasons is joy, so that we can have joy in our lives. If we're saying yes to all of the things, it will suck from us that joy, the energy that we have. It it will take away our capacity to really be present if we're doing too many things. The second thing is to be honest. I know it sometimes feels like, well, I really should do that. But I, I mean, I cannot be the only person where I'm like, oh, in my mind thinking, I don't know if I can really get that done. But out, outwardly, I'm like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then as it gets closer, I'm like, yeah, there is no way that is getting done. And it's kind of an integrity thing. Like if you even have a doubt that I don't know if I can really do that and do it well to the point where it, I feel comfortable putting my name attached to that, doing a kind of job that I'd want to do then it really is best to just say, say no. Um, third is if we talk about business, it actually really serves our customers best if we can say no and focus on our one thing, our one product, really spend some time just not being so busy with all the things so that we can really think about our customers, really think about what they need. How can we serve them? How can I make this even better to help them? And then the fourth is to create space. Have some time to just create, explore, imagine, to play. I know that sounds funny as an adult, but it shouldn't. Just to have time for us, even if you turn on music and dance or whatever that might look like, to have some time to to let your brain relax a bit, to check out and just play, inspire, explore, that's when true growth and ideas come. And it's really crucial for for our happiness to be able to have that time. So with all of this said, like I said, I am not some guru who has arrived and I figured out the perfect how to like manage your time perfectly. But I have been through some things and I I have had experience saying yes to too many things to where at night I'm crying and what have I done? I've done this to myself, but I've committed to this and it's got to be done. And, and it's not making me happy. And I'll sit back and think, wow, that was not smart. That what I'm getting out of this is not worth the time that I'm putting into it. And if I had that time, I could be doing something so much greater. And so I've really learned to step back when someone asks if I want to do something, uh, if, you know, could I send this to you if you post about it? There, you know, there are definitely times in a career where that is a wonderful thing, a wonderful opportunity, both for the person who's asking and for you and for your customers. Uh, But with anything, it's just so important to sit back and think, A, do I have time for this? 
B, do I want to do this? Am I thinking I should do this because it'll help my business only and it doesn't bring me joy? Or, you know, just go through those questions that we talked about at the beginning. Why am I doing this? And do you have time to do it justice? And most importantly, as far as business goes, does this serve my customer? Will my customer look at this and think, wow, thank you. I really wanted to know about this product or learn about this thing. Or are you doing it because this is kind of cool. I get a free thing and wow, someone's finally asking me to do this. So looking over that, you know, and kind of really sitting with that for a minute. And there's also a natural ebb and flow in a business. So there's going to be some natural busy times where it feels like everything has piled up all at once. And then there's some slow times where at least if you're like me and a lot of other entrepreneurs that I know, you freak out a little bit. There's, there's not a lot going on and you're like, wait a minute, I should be crazy. I should be so busy. What? There's nothing. Oh no, everything's slowed down. Is, is my business going to move forward? That's normal. There's the normal ebb and flow of busy and not as busy. And also know that your capacity grows. So I look at myself in 2015 when I started my business and what a busy day for me looked like then compared to what a busy day looks like for me now is very different. I started off with, wow, I need to figure out how to send packages and that took up my day and that was enough and it was I was at my capacity and now a busy day has a lot more but if if I had jumped in and started doing all the things that I'm doing right now there is there's no way so know that over time you you become capable to add more to your plate and I don't I mean I'm trying to like reverse engineer that and figure out it's so many things. One, you get familiar with certain aspects where all of a sudden it just becomes second nature. Um, two, you get to a point where you can hire on other people to help. And so you're literally delegating those things out. Three, you, you narrow down, you niche down, you, you start to say no to all the fluff and the fillers. And so what you are spending your time on is super narrow and dedicated. I'm just thinking of an example of this idea of things become easier. And one of them is when I first started writing my blog, it was so stressful. My blog posts were not great. And I I had no idea what SEO was. And the first time I heard a podcast about it, I was overwhelmed. And little by little, I studied what SEO was. I wrote some blog posts. I figured out how to do a few things in WordPress. And then when I hired someone on and I had them help publish some blog posts, As I was creating a video tutorial on how to do it, I was like, oh my, I've learned so much. And it's become second nature to where when I am putting out a blog post, this doesn't take a lot of time, but that took me years of practice and doing. And so, yeah, things become easier. You, you don't realize what you've learned and how, how good you're getting at things until you step back and really analyze, wow, I've come a long way. So each day is just a little step, a little step, and finally you realize you've come a lot further than you think you have. But coming back to the idea of saying no, I want to share a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's attributed to Warren Buffett. And I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's who I've seen it attributed to. 
And it says the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. That's crazy. Let's read that again. The difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. And I cannot tell you with the coaching calls that I've done, with talking to people who want to start a business, the number one thing that I see, well, number one, one of the number one things that I see is this desire to do so many things. And I get it. I have that entrepreneur mind. I The ideas are not the problem. Like I have so many ideas. The, the problem is narrowing it down and sticking to the one. We're dreamers. We're doers, you know, we want to, we want to put all of this out there, but I cannot describe to you how many times over and over that will hinder you. And if it, if you don't believe me, take it from Warren Buffett, that the most successful people, the difference between successful and really successful people is saying no to almost everything. So that means putting, I, it's so tempting and I get it because I have spent years looking at, oh, wow, so-and-so wants me to do this. (gasps) So-and-so just did this. I should reach out and do that too. That would, that helped them grow. That'll help me grow. And just within the last year, and I get it. I've had people say, well, you get that luxury now because you, you are succeed, you know, successful, whatever that term might mean to you. In their eyes, I've hit this success point. Um, so it's tough to say what comes first, the chicken or the egg, you know, is it easy to say because you have success that you don't have to do all these things? Because I'm very aware that at the beginning of a career, there is, and I hate the word hustle, but it's busy. It's, it is just is like, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of things to juggle and there's not a lot of money coming in. It's stressful. And there is that growth, you know, where you want to grow and you want to do the things to see the growth. And so I don't know that that's totally avoidable, that, you know, there is going to be some of that, but to be really intentional from the get-go, to really just sit with and think, what is it that I offer my customer? What can I narrow it down to? How can I be so specific with my niche, with my target audience, that I'm focusing on just one thing and it will serve you best to do that? I've seen it myself. I've heard it from others. I mean, it time and time again, you will have the most success by saying no to other ideas that come into your mind as you think, oh, but I could do this too. And I could do this and I could do this. There are a few exceptions. You know, I've, I have a coaching call with Sherry of Bowberry Designs and she's a fabric designer and a quilt pattern designer. And those, that's one of the unique things where, yes, those go very nicely hand in hand together. But generally speaking, the less you can do, the more you can focus, the better you will be. And I want to read just another quote that I love, especially again, knowing that the majority of this audience is women. This is something that we struggle with culturally. So this says, learn the art of saying no. Don't lie. Don't make excuses. Don't over explain yourself. Just simply decline. And this, it says it's from South Your Mouth. I don't know what that is, but that's where I found it. 
So learning the art of saying no. I love that. Don't lie. Like you don't have to lie. You don't even have to give an excuse. No is a sentence and you can just say no. With that said, I do realize that a lot of business success goes with our relationships with people and how you respond to someone is important. So I sketched out a a sample of how to say no to someone and you can fill this template if you will to fit yourself but there's it's a formula so first telling them thank you two giving them a compliment three is saying no and four is thanking them again so kind of the sandwich method now a compliment I give that with a caveat realizing that maybe someone's asking you to do something that you really don't like their brand or you can't get behind what they're doing and in that case take the compliment out, but you know, you don't need to be rude and tell them, I don't really like your company. I mean, unless that's what you want to do, but, um, I'll go ahead and read this little formula for you. Dear so-and-so, thank you for inviting me to blank. I love your product and what your company is doing. That's the compliment. Now then I can't do it. Unfortunately, I have too many other commitments and wouldn't be able to give my full attention to being the type of ambassador I would want to be. Again, thank you for asking me. I'm flattered. And then your name. So what I did here with saying no was letting them know that I have other commitments and that I want to be true to those commitments. That when I do say yes, I go all out and I dedicate myself. And so that, I mean, I've never had a company say like, well, come on, that's terrible. They're, they're always like, wow, that's really cool. Well, if you do have time, let me know. And I do have a folder of emails. I mean, it's not like I have a plethora of all of this, but, um, there's a couple of times where I've had to say no just because of circumstances and timing, but it's something I'd be interested in the future. So I just save those in a file and I might reach out later if that becomes a good fit and a good time. So how we say no can matter. And I think there's a way to do that. Just as I outlined with the the thanks, the compliment, telling them that you can't do it, thanking and closing. So when someone asks you to do something, I I do think generally it's a good idea to, to sit on it, to not answer immediately, even if it's an obvious yes or no. Um, you know, it's, it, just sit on that because at least for me, at least for me, and I, you know, this might be different for others. I have been known to just full force run with something like, yes, let's do this. And then a few minutes later, I changed my mind 100%. And oh, absolutely not. I cannot do this. So it has never hurt for me to sit with something just even overnight. And no one's going to, you know, you didn't get back to me immediately. It's okay to sit with something and think it over and really ask yourself, what is my big goal? Does this move me towards my big end goal? Or is this just a filler? Will this bring me joy? Do I have time for this? Does this serve my customer? Does it light you with joy? You know, does it make you giddy? Is it something that you're just so excited about and you can't stop thinking about it? And One thing that I've noticed too, when I start to really be intentional about the things that I'm doing, there is so much joy and freedom in saying no. And even to myself, I will come up with ideas and sure, I could do that thing, but it would not help 
improve my end product. It wouldn't truly serve my customer. It might serve a handful of people. It's fun and it's exciting and it'd be adventurous, but that's where it ends. That's where the buck stops. And learning to just like, okay, no, let's, that's a fun idea. Good job, Elizabeth. Good job, Brain. You've got some fun ideas, but we're, we're just going to jot that down and we're going to focus on the main thing right now. Let's bring it in. Just to have that space and that time is so liberating to be able to not run yourself to the ground, to have days where you can have a lazy day and watch a show, read a book, take a nap, creates a little bit of space and wiggle room in your schedule to where you're not running a hundred miles per hour and where you, when you do apply yourself You are fully charged, you're fully energized, and you're loving what you're doing. Now, I know that's not always possible. I mean, sometimes there are these nitty-gritty details that we have to take care of, and that's part of business. But to eliminate the things that we don't love, that don't serve our customers, it really does bring you more joy. And when you have more joy, it, it exudes. Like, that's when success comes. When you're having fun, when you're passionate about what you're doing, when you're excited and fired up, it it pours out from you and your customers feel that. I cannot tell you enough. Like I have seen this so much when I get in a rut because I've worn myself out and I've said yes to too many things. I am burnt out and I have nothing to give. And when I say no and I have more time, I get so excited and energized about the projects that I do have. And I get real picky about what I'm going to do. So I make sure it's really good. And, and I, I love it. I mean, my customers love it, but they're, they're there because they're my customers. I'm sure I lose people along the way here and there, but like they're there for what I have. And if I'm really passionate about it, they are too. They love it. So that's my ideas and thoughts today is the beauty, the art of saying no, and just normalizing it a bit, normalizing that it's okay to say no. Not only is it okay, it's necessary to say no. It's better for you and for your customers. If in doubt, say no. I would rather have less on my plate than too much because when you have less, it gives you that time to really put some energy and ideas and thoughts and creativity into making your product even better. So allow some time for you, allow some space, and it's okay to say no. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times people will say, hey, you should do this project. You should come join me for this. And you do give up some of those things. When your hobby becomes your business, it changes a bit and and that's okay. Just know that it's going to change a little bit, but you're going to have to say no to some things and know that it, it pays off, that it does work for you in the long run. There is some sadness up front whenever you have to say no. There's FOMO, feelings of missing out and all of the things that come with saying no, but in the long run, it will pay off hopefully not even in the long run, hopefully sooner than later, it will help you to feel better. So to end, I wanted to read one more quote about saying no. This comes from Steve Pavlina. He says, saying no isn't easy, but it's a required skill if you wish to have any degree of focus in your life. If you say yes too often, 
you'll likely fall into the common trap of saying yes to the good while simultaneously saying no to the best. I can't sum it up much better than that, that there's so much good out there. You don't want to get blindsided and get distracted by the good when there is the best. And with that, I leave you the invitation to say no to something this week. Try it out. It is so liberating. You are going to love it. Right. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Craft to Career podcast, go ahead and leave a review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I also invite you, if you want, you can send me a DM, you can leave a review, send me an email, let me know if there's any topics that you want to hear about. I actually did this podcast today due to a request. I was chatting with someone in a DM and this idea came about and it was very timely. It's something that I personally can really resonate with. And so I decided to do this episode on saying no. If there's something that you want to hear more about that you have a question about, please reach out and let me know. I would love to hear from you. And on that note, I, I get the irony of this. This is a whole lesson on saying no, putting less in your life. And this is the week that I have my quilt pattern writing course. So this, this episode launches on Friday the 10th and the course closes Sunday, September 12th at midnight central standard time. So this course, I will be the first to say, if this is not the right time for you, don't take this course. I want everyone who takes the quilt pattern writing course to know that you are ready to commit, that you are, this is your time. And I get that if it's not your time, there can be that feeling of sadness and I want this to be my time. I want it to be now. Don't force it. If you aren't ready to jump into uh, this course and learning how to write and sell quilt patterns, that's okay. Our time is not, you know, we, we often compare our timeline with someone else's. Well, right now they're doing this. That is okay if it's not your timeline. Your timeline is your own unique journey and story. However, if this does feel like the right time for you, if this is your year and you are ready to learn how to write and sell your quilt patterns with success, I would love to have you in my course. There's already some people signed up who are so amazing I've had alumni from last year who are just wonderful. It is completely an honor for me to have students join my course, to see their designs go out into the world, to see them grow their business. I would love to have you be a part of that if this is the right fit for you. So if that's something you're interested, visit www.quilterscandy.com. And if it's not then just say no. That can be your thing you practice saying no about. But either way, I look forward to seeing you next week on the Craft to Career podcast. And until then, have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.